The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. In this episode, your body's my temple. Take care of it. Well, I'm back with John Bevere to talk about the healthy habits and routines he relies on to support his life, his work, his calling. His new book is titled X, Multiply Your God-Given Potential. And this talk today was much about the focus of his personal striving to multiply his own God-given potential through the day-to-day goings-on of life. If you didn't catch my talk with John in episode 837, just yesterday on Facebook, Eric Michael Capp shared shared the show with his friends and tagged me, and his post said this about the episode with John. Kevin, I loved it. I'm convicted and inspired. One of the best episodes of any podcast I've listened to all year. Thank you for the great guests and discussions on The Ziggler Show and best wishes regarding your new Motive podcast. Cheers. Well, there's my sales pitch to check out episode 837 of The Ziggler Show with John Bevere. And to listen now as I'm back with John as he leads off talking about his morning routine and his health and wellness. And his quote that I titled the show with is a perspective that he presents perceives of God saying to him, John, your body's my temple. Take care of it. Uh, So you'll hear what he does to take care of it. You can find John at John Bevere, B-E-V-E-R-E.com. And his new book, X, Multiply Your God-Given Potential, uh, is available wherever you get your books. So right now, I'm going to let you know what else we have for you in my other two podcasts. Share some great products and services, and then get rolling with John Bevere. John, I've gotten, I've done so many of these habits shows. And of course we've got the Ziggler spokes and the wheel of life there. I have gotten to where I'm really interested though, to look and say, okay, you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on on a given day. What are the habits and routines for keeping you where you want to be that are top tiered? If, if some of them got a slide, these aren't going away. Give them to me. Right. So first of all, it's waking up early. Um, uh, my favorite time to get up is 5 a.m. I got up this morning at 5 a.m. and making sure I have a lot of time with God before I start the time, the day, because I feel that the most important thing that you do is have a meeting with your creator. Just like you and I had a scheduled meeting. I have a scheduled meeting in the morning with my creator, right? I want to hear, I want him to download what he wants for the day. Then I am a fanatic about eating healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you, uh, my favorite, my favorite meal when I was 20 years old was a Big Mac fries and Coke. Okay. I didn't know a thing about nutrition, mm-hmm. not a thing. I had never heard of health. I just thought anything in a grocery store was food. You can eat whatever's in there from Hostess, yeah. Twinkie, the ding dongs to all those. Right. Stuff, if, the right? F- if the FDA approves it, you can stick it in your mouth. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, I'm walking into my fraternity, my senior year, And I'm looking for some junk food like cookies or something. And I hear these words inside. Your body is my temple. Take care of it. And then, you know, thoughts started coming. So the first thought that came was if I had a Ferrari, would I put dirty gas and recycled oil in that Ferrari? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. But let's ask the question, would the Ferrari still run? Yeah, it wouldn't run peak performance. Mm -hmm but it would still run, what else would I do? I would shorten the life of that Ferrari. Then the thought came to me, your body is my temple. 
Now the thought comes, this Ferrari isn't mine, it's Kevin's. And now I'm putting dirty gas and recycled oil in Kevin's Ferrari. I got an answer to you of why I shortened the life of your car. So all of a sudden I realized, okay, I gotta, I gotta start learning about this. So it started out with the fact that I thought, okay, I'm gonna eat this because I know it's good for me, but I can't stand the taste of it. Well, what I didn't realize is eventually you're gonna hunger for what you feed on. So in other words, when I was 20, if you put Big Mac fries and Coke and you put a piece of salmon with a salad, I would go to the salmon and salad and I'd eat the Big Mac and the fries and the Coke, right? Now, after a couple of years, I go to the, to the Big Mac fries and Coke and I go, I want that salmon and salad. I've had people look at me and say, John, come on, I'll give you $1,000 if you eat this donut. I go, I'm not interested. Would I take $1,000 for me to put dirty gas into my Ferrari? No. And I've got to answer to somebody else, the Holy Spirit one day, because it's his Ferrari. Okay, so... I have learned how to eat in a way that energizes me because energy is important. We have time management, but we talk very little about energy management. Well, energy management, I can't be as productive in a day if I don't have the energy. So when I sit down, I, I, I get my green tea, then I go on to my blueberries, and then I move on to my hemp seeds, my, um, my flax seeds, my chia seeds, all in Flax milk, right? That's my breakfast, right? Then I'll have a shake later. It's got a little collagen protein and all this. Uh, uh, it's got bone broth protein. I'm going to have it with hemp milk. I'm going to put dates in there. I'm going to put some almonds. I'm going to put some walnuts blended up in my Vitamix. That's my protein, right? And, and so I'm making sure I'm eating. And, and this is my rule, Kevin. This is what most Americans do. Most Americans eat for taste one. Mm -hmm. And a benefit number two is nutrition. I have a total different outlook. You know, perspective is so important. Number one, food is for nutrition. Number two, if you get the benefit of taste, all the better. What I've noticed is the way we have now come out with these wonderful substitutes like almond flour, coconut flour, coconut sugar, you can still eat things that taste pretty decent, but you're eating something that's actually good for your body. If you look at me, I'm 61 years old, okay? I feel like I'm 35. If you talk to my staff, they say he's got the energy of a 35 year old. Mm -hmm. Well, that is because I spend time with God first, but number two, it's because I eat and I exercise. So I'm in the gym at least, you know, two to four times a week. Four is my normal, but sometimes because of how much, how busy I am, it's only two. So that's a typical day for John Bevere. What's the, what's the, what's the exercise, <laughs> cardio, weights, what are you doing? Uh, this is one that you're all going to laugh at. Very little cardio, which I need to do more, okay. but a lot of weights. And okay. the reason I like weights is weights are slow burning. So in other words, you get the benefit of the cardio when you're on the cardio machine. But when you lift weights, you get the benefit all day long because it's a slow burn. So uh, most of my time in the gym is spent in the weight room. Okay, on the dietary part, you may fall outside of my uh, experiences, even those, because when you talk about health, I mean, I have, you probably don't even know this, I have another uh, show in the health and wellness arena, so you just hit a primary platform, and yet, I'm also very much a fan 
of vices is what I call them, that we are, we do love good taste. We do like our appetites. We like to feed those. I like to hope that people can elevate those appetites from, you know, the hot pocket to something that actually is healthy as you talked about. And so I'll tell you mine, you know, you know, coffee, dark chocolate. I mean, I do have my things that I, it's They're good for you. Oh my gosh. Coffee's good for you. Dark chocolate's good for you. Yep. Okay. Yep. So what's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing, okay. but, there, but I, but I, but I, my, my message to folks is that is my vice. I've upgraded and elevated my vice to something that's not harmful. What right. are you, what are your vices? What are those indulgences, those treats? So my indulgences are dark chocolate. That's number one. God and bless you for my that. My favorite is 85%. If you go yep. below 85%, I'm not as big a fan. Okay. My other vices uh, that I just love would be. Um, desserts made with sweetened with dates mm -hmm. and almond flour mm -hmm. and coconut sugar. So anything made that way, I'm all into it, especially the darker the chocolate that's in that dessert. Yeah. But, you know, I'll be honest with you, most of my meals, my dessert is just um, a third of a dark chocolate bar. Yeah. And it's enough to just really satisfy that vice. And that would be it. But, you know, the thing is, I'm enjoying it because I know it's very good for my brain mm -hmm. and my heart. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, other other things, you know, there, there are other things that I like that maybe I shouldn't. I, I'm, I'm hesitant on this one. Um, I, I, you know, Lisa and I like six ounces of red wine. And I will say that it's I'm very nervous to say that. Sure. Because um, I usually don't even a lot of times I don't make it through the six ounces. I get tired of the wine before I'm done with the six ounces. But I, I have a personal rule that I, I will never drink more than six, seven ounces. That's it. So yeah. there's never a second. Well, glass. I appreciate that. I know it's a dangerous arena for some people. But my gosh, that is at the top of my list in the evening. It's also what keeps me from a pound of cheesecake is I sip. I enjoy, I swirl, I enjoy that red wine. So uh, we would, Kevin, we would Kevin, enjoy it together. There, there's a, there's a, there's a antioxidant it calls res, res, resveratrol. Uh, yeah. Resveratrol. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And it's so good for you. Um, my dad, see, my dad's a full hundred percent Italian man. Okay. Bevere is actually, it's Italian name, Bevere. Okay. And they came from Naples and my mom's dad was hundred percent Italian. So I'm three fourths Italian. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched my dad for 66 and a half years of marriage have one eight or six ounce glass of red wine every single night for dinner. Hmm. And I asked my mom after my dad passed away five years ago, I said, did he ever have a second glass ever? She said, never. I said, did you ever see him drunk? She said, never. But now here's what's funny. My dad passed away at 95 from falling and breaking his pelvis. Wow. But when he passed away, he was 95 years old, and the doctor said his heart was unbelievably good. So, okay, could it be that because, you know, I look at, okay, I look at sex. Sex is not good outside of marriage. It's just not good for you. But sex inside of marriage is really good for you. Really good. So I look at red wine is, isn't it interesting? Because I've read books and, and studies on it. The benefits of red wine, there's like 10 things that it's unbelievable, right? But as soon as you go over that six, eight ounces, it starts dropping like a rock. And now it's detrimental. So isn't it interesting that God gives us something that says, if you do this in moderation, it's going to be good for you. If you do it to get drunk, it's going to be really bad for yeah. you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would put a lot of things in that category. I might have lost some of your listeners right now. No, there. no, no, no. They, they know, everybody knows that the uh, <laughs> coffee, wine, chocolate are at the top of my uh, joy list as far as that arena of nutrition and food. You know, when you look at these and look at, uh, you know, relationships, uh, especially, you are one of those people who has a lot going on. You talked about, you talked about four sons. Is that, is that your, is that your kids, all four sons? Yeah. Okay. All four of them work with, for our ministry and have worked for our ministry, most of them for almost 10 years. Well, okay. So there takes away my question there. I was going to say, what do you do to, what have you been doing, you know, to uh, keep the relationships healthy? And you're telling me the key relationships in your life you guys are together by proxy in your business. That's unique. Yeah. Now, my second born son was head of our marketing department. He's brilliant. But when he hit 30, he told me, he said, Dad, you know, I love our mission and I love being with you and mom. But he said something inside. I'm not feeling I'm, I'm just not feeling the passion that my other brothers are. And I said, then you need to move on. Yeah. And so he's transitioning out right now. And I really believe it's the will of God. Now, he lives a five minute bike ride away, seven minute bike ride away. Okay. All of my sons live very close and I just wish him all the best. Cause I told him, I said, you are first and foremost, my son, and I want to see you fulfilled and fulfill what God's called you to do. I don't care if you, that's working for messenger or not working for messenger. So, you know, that's, that's one son that I'm really excited to see what's next for him. That is, it's fun. I'm a fan of nepotism. I just hired uh, my fourth kid. I've got a bunch of kids. My fourth one now that's working within the, uh, some of the businesses I have, they all overlap. Uh, we just, I just made a new email addresses for them, got them onto a new project management system. It's so fun. Uh, I'm so proud of them and it's just so fun to be with them in there. We'll talk about, you know, career when you look at the vocational side and I get the feeling that you like I there's not a huge delineation between work and personal life but when you look at the work aspect that can easily especially when you're a guy like you I'm going to assume again that loves what you do you're called yeah. to what you do you're passionate about it but it could also devour you so what are the things the habits routines that you put into place and a, from a professional sense, a business sense, a vocational sense to keep you where you need to be. So I believe in Sabbath and um, I don't believe in Sabbath by day. I believe in Sabbath by disconnecting. Hmm. So in other words, if I disconnect, let's say on a Friday and I don't get disconnect until the following Saturday, I'm okay. And sometimes I take a half a day disconnect, but I know what my goal is when I disconnect, I don't think anything about the ministry, anything about uh, what we need to do. I shut it off and I enjoy the people I'm with, the sport I'm playing. My big, big one is golf. You know, I love to golf. And um, so I'm in the moment. I'm enjoying that golf and I'm and I'm in anything that's pressing with the ministry. I'm like, you know, I'll deal with it later when I reconnect. But my wife and I, when we first started, we would work, it would be 24 seven, all we do is work. And we were really fastly burning out. And, and I realized um, one day that there was a scripture in the Bible that says, of the making of many books, there is no end and much study is weariness of the flesh. Mm. And I realized that God was saying, you cannot just work, 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 work. You have to recreate. So that's where recreation comes from is recreation. And so I'm very, very big. I'm making sure last week I, I, a man took me hunting up in Wyoming for two days. 
Um, that was a great time with two of my sons. I totally disconnected. I totally enjoyed the atmosphere of the moment, the beauty of Wyoming. And so, um, yes, I think it's so important for high level people, uh, that are really, they have a job that doesn't quit. They have to learn to disconnect. If I'm working for somebody, I can pretty much disconnect if I'm not in leadership, right? I can disconnect when I leave, I punch that card, I'm done. When you're in in management, when you're in leadership, you can really actually do that job 24 seven. So you have to purposefully say, I'm disconnecting. When I'm done with this interview, I'm closing this computer, I'm walking out my office door and Lisa and I are gonna make dinner together and we're gonna have a great time tonight. And I am not gonna think about the ministry until tomorrow morning when I'm meeting with God. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this Habits episode with John Bevere. Next, we talk about the pull of screens that we all deal with and what John does to safeguard himself. Here then are some great resources I think will be relevant for you, and then we're going to get back to it with John. When you talk about disconnect, you talk about business, you mentioned probably three times in there closing the computer. So one of the areas I have begun being curious about with people is what do you do to help with the pull that we all know is growing culturally with everybody with those darn screens that God bless them for the things that they do to help us do business wherever, however we want to, but they can also pull us in. Tell me about that. Just turn them off. I mean, you have to make a decision. It just never stops. I get, what, what, 60, 70 texts a day. I'll make a time tomorrow where I'll go through all those texts, but I'm not going to, I don't want to do it tonight. Tonight, I'm going to, I'm going to turn the phone off. Basically, when we're finished, I'm going to close the computer. And what's tonight? Tonight's a Tuesday night. I don't know. I'll sit down with Lisa. We may watch a 45 minute program. We're watching this program called Heartland right now. It's all about horses and mountains and all that stuff. And it's a drama. They're all kind of dysfunctional a little bit, but you know, it gives me time to rub her feet, kind of talk between each other and look at beautiful scenery up in Canada at the mountains. That's, that's one of the things we do. And we're just, we just, we just wind it down and enjoy each other. It could be that I'll do something I like to do. It may be, you know, um, it could be anything. It could be cooking. Cooking brings a lot of rest and comfort to me. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to help her cook dinner. I just love it. I disconnect when I'm cooking. So I think that's really important that we learn how to do that. Yeah. And just develop the disciplines. Everybody's different, Kevin. And you know what you need to do to cut something off, to disconnect. And if you can do it, do it. Okay. Well, and that's one of my favorite things to ask. And you've already given me some content for that is what do you, well, disconnect. I don't always use that word, but in that sense, the things that you do just for you, you talked about cooking, you talked about recreate, which is a, a word that I have grown more and more to love because I went through a season of forgetting what that was and not doing that, what play was like, what fun was like. So you talked about golf, uh, you talked about hunting. I don't know if that's a common, uh, you know, a consistent thing, but what are those things? If you're gonna go away, disconnect and do some things just for you to fill you up, anything else on the list there? You said cooking, golfing, recreating, what else fits in there? Well, Lisa's my favorite thing to do is walk the beach. Um, Mm. About eight years ago, I was in prayer and I said, God, you know, I've lived in hotels for 200 nights a year. Sometimes, some years, um, I need a place 
that 10,000 heads haven't laid that has my wife's touch on it. And we found this home for like half the price of the other homes down like a 45 second walk from the beach or no, excuse me, 45 bike ride minute, 45 second bike ride from the beach. And our absolute favorite thing is to get down there for two or three days or a week. And we just walk the beach together. And I would say, if you would say, what's your number one fun activity? It's walking that beach with Lisa and just walking it and talking. It's just so fun. Okay, well, so, we, we, uh, we're kindred spirits in a lot of things here that we've talked about in the Habit Show. Man, that is mine. And it's funny, too, because as we're sitting here talking via Zoom, I don't even know. Where in the Springs are you? North, south, east? Where are we're, you? we're up here in Flying Horse, which is right oh. near Focus on the Family. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, I'm up in Woodland Park. So we're, I don't know, 25 miles apart. That is ours, uh, John, my wife and I. Our favorite getaways are the beach. And, of course, you and I are the furthest we could possibly be from the beach <laughs> in, America, in America. And we are looking for a place to purchase as well. And we're j my wife, I think she just bought all the stuff. We're taking, I think, 15 uh, of our family, kids, grandkids, everybody to the beach to make sure everybody has had the white sand uh, experience down in Florida. So that's uh, excellent to hear. And it's funny that you as a mountain guy who calls the mountains as home as I do, that your getaway is the beach. You, you and I can both admit, I mean, just stepping out in the morning and looking at the Rockies, oh it's that just, just refreshes your soul. It does, as does the roar and the mightiness of the sea. It just right. floors me to death. So that's why we want the second place there. Man, thank you for a quick behind the scenes look at, uh, at what makes you tick. It helps me appreciate your message even more, John. Thanks for the time. Kevin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for hosting me. All right, friends, I hope you found yourself as inspired from John as I did. Uh, again, you can find John at John Bevere, B-E-V-E-R-E.com, and his new book, X, Multiply Your God-Given Potential, you can find wherever you get books. Coming up in episode 840, what most threatens your joy? Do you know? I asked the Ziegler audience. We received over 400 comments, real comments, thoughtful ones. They fell into seven categories. To discuss it, Tom Ziegler and I brought in Ziegler's spiritual director, Janie Seltzer. Janie is a, a very frequent personality on the Ziegler Facebook page, which has over five and a half million followers there. Her Facebook lives there are extremely popular as she brings just true hope and inspiration to folks. Uh, this is a timely show as our current culture is experiencing more more fear, anxiety, and uncertainty, or uncertainty than, than possibly any time most of us have experienced in our lifetimes. So a lot threatening our joy right now. So timely show. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>